Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Tony Katz, so good to be with you. 833-GOT-TONY is the number. 833-468-8669. That is how you engage uh, the show. Podcast at TonyKatz.com. Kurt Schlichter, town hall columnist, lawyer, military veteran. Uh, Latest book, Militant Normals. That should be coming out soon. Available for pre-order, I believe. He'll be with us a little bit later in the show. But so much of what we're discussing is Manafort and Cohen. The Manafort and Cohen show, oh, it's a doozy. It's a treat. It's a joy. It is uh, the show that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside. Come inside. Uh, You'll know the millennials in the room because when they hear that, they'll be like, what? What is that? Is that that, that a song? Uh, Is that a thing? You know, welcome back, my friends, the show that never ends. It's uh, don't don't make me sad. Don't make. Sometimes you make me sad. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying right there. Uh, Manafort, guilty on eight counts. The jury hung on the other ten. Not enough, I think, attention being paid to that. We ask the question here repeatedly. Exactly what is victory for Robert Mueller? Is is any? Is, is any uh, conviction of... Paul Manafort, the former campaign chairman for Donald Trump, is is that victory? Are, are we sure about that? Or do you have to have a certain a certain number, a worthwhile number, in order to make that ha- happen? It would seem to me that you would want to have a a fairly good number. You would want to have uh, I don't know some level of serious success. Uh, Fifteen out of eighteen. I mean, when you get eight out of 18, it's it's less than 500. Why in the world we should we look at that and say, you know what? Well done. Seems peculiar to me. See, that, I, I have, a, I have a, a hard time with that one. I have a hard time thinking that somehow he was successful. It makes me think that the defense was right to say, you know what? We rest. We're not putting him on the stand. I don't think they ever made the assumption that they were just going to get by, right? That somehow it was all going to work out and there weren't going to be anything. Manafort's a shady dude. Manafort is a shady, shady dude. I don't think that we should be surprised by the fact that he did some things that are improper. I'm not. But I thought Mueller would have more, uh, more on the stick. I thought it would work out better in his favor. Eight of eighteen. Oh, I don't. I don't think you go to the Hall of Fame that way. I'm um, listen. I'm no expert, but I'm not so sure you go to the Hall. You know, in terms of uh, in terms of the law, eight of eighteen. Yeah, and oh, in baseball, you totally go to the Hall. If you're hitting at eight out of every eighteen, you're 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 going to the Hall. They're going to build halls for you. Remember, there's you, you can talk about all you want in sports. Ain't nothing tougher than hitting a baseball. That thing is insane. That is crazy because you have seconds to figure it out. You know that, right? You have literally seconds to figure it out. If that, you got to be able to tell from the rotation of the ball. When it comes out of the pitcher's hands, 
where that's going to go and make your decision then because by the time it gets to you, if you're not already in the swing, if you had already started the swing as it's leaving his hand, you're not going to hit it. You're not going to hit it. You're not going to get close to hitting it. What are you talking about? Not going to get close. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to go off on a baseball tangent here. I mean, it's not even my sport. I just, I just know that hitting a ball is... You know, you think it would sound easier. Oh, yeah, I, I hit the ball. Yay. You know? That should be so simple. It should, it should be, you know, uh, so easy to do. No problem, no issue. You just hit the ball, and, and, and everything's uh, terrific. Yay, I got mail. Yay. Right? That should, that should be it. It's not. So I would have thought he would have done better than 8 for 18. Really and truly, I, I thought he would have done done better than that. He did not do better than that. And then, of course, it's Michael Cohen. Now, we're going to be getting into this with Kurt Schlichter, uh, the, the, the trial lawyer, um, the, the War College graduate, uh, the author there, the columnist at townhall.com, about what it is these charges are, right? What are these charges in, in terms of allegations, I should say, from Michael Cohen? And where is the, the legal issue? It is one thing to say there's a political issue. And I have said this now, Many times, you better believe there's a political issue at play from, uh, from, from these allegations. It could hurt President Trump, I think, in the short term. I think it has more of an effect on those people running for office. How are you going to respond to this? I think that's going to be the, 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 the big question. Right, uh, you're running for Senate in Indiana. You're Mike Braun, or you're running uh, there in Missouri. You're Josh Hawley. You're 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 Rick Scott in Florida. Some of these real, real close states. Was it Carver in Kramer? It's Kramer in North Dakota. How do you react to this? Right, and that could have a, an, an interesting answer. Right, that could be a thing. But to the president himself, uh, not much. Uh, uh, not, I don't think it's as brutal politically. I mean, he could screw it up, right? Three wrong tweets, and, and he lets the story linger for another week, and I think the story's got a week worth of shelf life in terms of real anger about it before we move on to something else. But politically, it can have issue. Legally has been the question that I've been asking. I spoke to Cornell Law Professor William Jacobson on the subject, and he doesn't see it. At least based on the information we have now, he doesn't see it. Now, one of the unknowns is that Mueller, the special counsel, had already raided Cohen's offices. So he's got tapes. He's got uh, 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 documents. He has emails. So maybe there are things that he knows that he's going to apply the pressure on to then utilize against President Trump. Totally possible there. And that could create some issue. But legally, based on what we know, there's there's no there there. The idea that it's it's... First of all, the idea that there's any collusion, whether it's Manafort or Cohen, doesn't exist. You know, gone, done, finished, complete, done, just doesn't exist. You, you could want it, but it doesn't exist. Then there's the idea, you know, because you don't have it from anything in the Manafort trial. And what they want to have it from in terms of Cohen and his plea deal is that he claims that Donald Trump Jr. told the president about the meeting with the Russian lawyer. And, uh, yeah. Where's the, where's the collusion out of that? 
How does that come on down the line? What what is what does it mean? Well, if Trump knew, well then um, it, it shows that he worked with the Russians. In none of the conversations does it have? Do we have anywhere that it was? the Trump team that reached out to the Russians. Rather, it was the Russians that reached out to the Trump team. So we don't have that anywhere, that somehow that there was this 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 outreach. That could have been something. But no, the information was offered to the Trump team. Now, I've said this many times, uh, that uh, Trump Jr. had the meeting. is Derp is just dumb, as, as, as can be. I mean... Just absolutely daft. You know? Hey, listen, the Russians want to talk to you about giving you dirt so your dad can win the election. I mean, that's not running through your head? Like, this this only ends badly? Like, this is only going to be some some magnificent clown show? Ay. Ay, 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 ay. But, again... Doesn't it doesn't lead to in the legal down this road? That's we're going to double check with Kurt Schlichter. Maybe he has a totally different view of this. Politically, I believe there can be damage. Legally, I don't think there's any damage at all. Any damage at all? We're going to continue uh, to break this down. Kurt Schlichter coming up in just uh, a, a few minutes. And Alexandria Ocasio Cortez ruins everything. Like uh, a really cool coffee shop I used to enjoy in New York. That's coming up. I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz and oh, Senator Hirono, you are you are a treasure. All this coming out about Manafort and about uh, Michael Cohen. And she has decided, she puts it out on Twitter, 40,000 likes so far. I have canceled my meeting with Judge Kavanaugh, meaning Brett Kavanaugh, the the nominee uh, for Supreme Court. Real Donald Trump, who is an unindicted co-conspirator in a criminal matter, does not deserve the courtesy of a meeting with his nominee, Purposely selected to protect, as we say in Hawaii, his own okole, which, which I, I assume is something just filthy. So because of some allegations from Michael Cohen, which have not yet been proven in a court of law, a senator decides not to meet with a nominee for the Supreme Court to which the senator engages in advice and consent. That's not how it works. That's not how any of this works. That is special. That is special right there. You got to love, you got to absolutely flat out love the hubris right there. That's unbelievable. And it it just goes to show you how absolutely, wholly, totally, completely entrenched people are. That that you, you could say about President Trump, Because someone says X, and I so desperately want to believe X, 
right? So that's really where it is. Like, that's where that's where the split is. It's not that it got said, right? It's not that Michael Cohen's making this allegation, which has not yet been proven. It's that I am so desperate to believe the allegation that I will now act in this way that goes against what I'm supposed to do as a senator in the United States of America. Come on, Hawaii, vote better. Come on, Hawaii. This is your representation? Your representation won't even do the job. The nominee isn't worth a meeting. But then again, this this is part of a a, a plan, of a system, right? Uh, because you saw this from Chris Hayes. Chris Hayes was the first person to to put this forth last night. He's the he's the MSNBC guy. I mean, it's 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 surreal uh, that because of this, we shouldn't confirm Je- uh, Brett Kavanaugh at, at all. It's Chris Hayes, MSNBC. So the Senate is just going to rush ahead to confirm the president's nominee to the Supreme Court amidst all this. Really? Uh, r- really? Because what's all this? What's all this? All this is uh, is uh, accusations, allegations, nothing proven. Paul Krugman. Oh, oh, Paul Krugman, the economist. Paul Krugman is the kind of economist that makes you think you should go into another field. Yes, Kavanaugh may yet be confirmed, but this will make the Supreme Court fundamentally illegitimate. Oh, Lord Jesus, it's a fire. <laughs> What the hell is what the hell is fundamentally illegitimate? Exactly how hyped up and insane are these people? Remain calm. All is well. Just gotta relax. You gotta breathe. Honestly, you guys should be talking less about the Supreme Court nominee and more talking about legalizing weed, because you desperately need to mellow out. I mean, quickly. If you don't mind. Gosh. Overheard. On Tony Katz today. Hey, it's Brian. There is no collusion. I'm Brian. There is no collusion. Yes, Mr. President. Just one second, sir. I'm Brian. No collusion. We will get to that, sir. There is no collusion between me and my campaign and the Russians. I understand. Bottom line, there's no collusion. We good? Yeah. I'm Brian Baker. Nobody's found any collusion. A federal jury in Virginia has convicted President Trump's former campaign manager, Paul Manafort, on eight felony counts yesterday. We're not going to White Collar Resort Prison. No, no, no. We're going to federal pound me prison. Here's how it all broke down. That's five counts of tax fraud. Five. One count of failure to file a report of foreign bank and financial accounts. One. Two counts of bank fraud. Two. And a mistrial was declared in three counts of failing to file reports of foreign bank and financial accounts and seven counts of bank fraud and bank fraud conspiracy. Ten. That's what it all adds up to. And there is no collision. We'll get to that, sir. So, what does this all have to do with Donald Trump? Zip, zero, zilp. The charges had nothing to do with Trump. No. Nothing at all. Mm-mm. What about Russian collusion? No, no, no. What about campaign finance? No! Nothing at all. President Trump spoke out about the conviction on Tuesday evening. You know, it's a very sad thing that happens. This has nothing to do with Russian collusion. This started as Russian collusion. This has absolutely nothing to do with Russian collusion. This is a witch hunt and it's a disgrace. 
This has nothing to do with what they started out looking for Russians involved in our campaign. There were none. This has nothing to do with Russian collusion. I feel very badly for Paul Manafort. Again, this has nothing to do with Russian collusion. So, had nothing to do with Russian collusion. So I think the takeaway here is no collusion. And you can have an awful lot of fun with audio when you edit it. Ah, but take heart, liberal snowflakes and never-Trumpers, as former longtime Trump attorney Michael Cohen pleaded guilty Tuesday to eight counts, including two campaign finance violations involving payments to silence women he believed could be detrimental to the 2016 presidential campaign, and Cohen testified in federal court that Donald Trump himself directed Cohen to commit a crime. If those payments were a crime for Michael Cohen, then why wouldn't they be a crime for Donald Trump? Ah, but President Trump's current lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, who doesn't secretly record the president, has already explained that the payments, even if the president did direct Michael Cohen to make them, were not a violation of campaign finance laws. Why? It's not campaign money. No campaign finance violation. So they funneled it through the law firm. Funneled through the law firm, and the president repaid it. Meanwhile, President Trump is wearing his thumbs out this morning, going on an epic tweet storm. And it's quite clear from his comments that no, he will not be leaving a positive review for Michael Cohen on Yelp. 8.45 a.m. Eastern Time. If anyone is looking for a good lawyer, I would strongly suggest that you don't retain the services of Michael Cohen. 9.15 a.m. Eastern Time. I feel very badly for Paul Manafort and his wonderful family. Justice took a 12-year-old tax case, among other things, applied tremendous pressure on him, and, unlike Michael Cohen, he refused to break and make up stories in order to get a deal. Such respect for a brave man. 9.33 a.m. Eastern Time. A large number of counts, 10, could not even be decided in the Paul Manafort case. Witch hunt! 9.37 a.m. Eastern Time. Michael Cohen pled guilty to two counts of campaign finance violations that are not a crime. President Obama had a big campaign finance violation, and it was easily settled. Someone break his thumbs and take his phone! I'm Brian Baker. There is no collusion. That much is clear, sir. Had nothing to do with Russian collusion. We continue the witch hunt. Have a lovely day. Brian Baker, thank you. I'm Tony Katz. 833-GOT-TONY and... Ocasio-Cortez, the socialist there in New York running for Congress, she might actually be a member of Congress. She can ruin anything. Anything. Uh, uh, This is what happens when you have terrible ideas. When you have terrible ideas and you're proud of the fact that you don't understand why they're terrible ideas. Because both are true with her. She has terrible ideas and she doesn't know why they're terrible ideas. She's, she's, She's just like... Fine with it. As long as we can uh, be terrible. Of course, the, the dynamic there in terms of geopolitics of and the course. war in the Middle East is very different than mm. people expressing their First Amendment right to protest. Well, yes. But I also think that what people are starting to see, at least in, in the occupation uh, of, of Palestine, is um, just an increasing crisis of humanitarian conditions. And that, to me, is just where I tend to Mm -hmm. come from on this issue. You use the term the occupation of Palestine. Mm. What did you mean by that? Oh, um, I think what I meant is like the the settlements that are increasing in in some of these areas and and places where um, where Palestinians are experiencing uh, difficulty in access to uh, their housing and homes. Do you think you can expand on that? 
Yeah, I mean, I think I'd also just, I, I am not the expert on geopolitics on this issue. You know? Ah, good thing you're running for Congress. By the way, I believe she has a degree in international relations. But anyway, uh, the things uh, that uh, Ocasio-Cortez constantly and consistently gets wrong. First of all, they're done with the full input of everybody. You vote. It's it's democratic. So if it's something is not a good idea, it doesn't get voted for, ideally. Um, and the other thing, too, is that we're starting to see that the people who create value in society are not experiencing any portion of the value that they are creating. And so I do think that absolutely capitalism was the most efficient and best economy, perhaps, um, at, for the time that it, that it was at, perhaps. But, um, but as we evolve, as automation begins to really take out extremely large industries, we need to say that we're not going to throw those people away. So in the context of democratic socialism then, do you think it calls for an end to capitalism? Ultimately, we are marching towards progress on this issue. I do think that we are going to see an evolution in our economic system of an unprecedented degree. And we, it's hard to say what direction that that takes. You know, I so, joke but that- But it sounds you're like you're skeptical that capitalism is gonna continue to be the right answer. Yeah, I think it's um I think it's I think it's at least a question. I think it's absolutely a question. Everything she touches, she is the mush of politics. And here's uh, the latest. Uh there's a coffee shop uh, in Union Square called The Coffee Shop. You may have been there before if you visit New York. I've been there uh, before. She used to work there. According to the uh, co-owner uh, of the uh shop, they're closing because the rents are very high. Now the minimum wage is going up. and We have a huge number of employees. She's one of these people who wants $15 an hour minimum wage. The minimum wage is going up. She supports these policies. This business is going under. And all these people who she's palling around with, who she used to work with, are now out of jobs. She is mush. Kurt Schlichter up next. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz and the plea deal from Michael Cohen. It's all the rage. It's all the story. And there are so many new lawyers that have appeared on social media. It's amazing. Uh, yesterday, just yesterday, they were all experts on a myriad of things, whether it be uh, uh, on, on social media use or or whether it be on, on North Korea or whether it be on... on uh, on, well, a whole host of issues. Today, they're all legal experts. It's amazing how that works. I needed a real legal expert to understand what it is that I'm looking at with this plea from Michael Cohen. Let me bring in Kurt Schlichter, the columnist at townhall.com. The latest book, Militant Normals, How Regular Americans Are Rebelling Against the Elite to Reclaim Our Democracy. You can get that at amazon.com. Uh, you can pre-order there wherever fine books are sold. And uh, I, I've spoken with William Jacobson, a legal insurrection, of course, the Cornell Law Professor, about this. I wanted to get your thoughts as well. Uh, you as a, as a trial lawyer, you see things sometimes a little bit differently. This plea from Michael Cohen, this conversation that he was directed by the president of the United States to engage in campaign finance violations, as you see it, as you know the plea and as you know the law, did uh, Donald Trump violate campaign finance law? 
No, it's a joke. It's a scam. It's a grift. Uh, he pled guilty to whatever uh, uh, the Southern District of New York, acting as Mueller's cat's paw, who's acting as the Democratic Party's cat's paw, put in front of him uh, in order to cut his time on his actual crimes. No, it's, it, it's ridiculous. It's silly. It is stretching the concept of campaign finance law to the breaking point, trying to manufacture another uh, – some, some violation, anything, I guess, because the Russian thing is just going now. We, we don't hear about Russians anymore, uh, to try and undo the election. You know, you know Tony, these uh, – it, it's becoming clear that the law is not really the law. The rules aren't really the rules because there's two components to rules. There's what's written down and what's enforced. And the fact is, Paul Manafort and uh, Michael Cohen are doing the same things uh, uh, everybody else is doing. And the only reason they chose to be prosecuted, because prosecution is discretionary, that's they, 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 the Department of Justice chooses who to prosecute, right. is because they dared help Donald Trump, and they thought it might be useful to get Donald Trump. It's a scam. It's nothing. Now, we understand that all of this is built around how do you get Donald Trump, because that's where these cases come from. This all comes from Robert Mueller, all comes from a special uh, prosecutor, and how they were kind of moved around and then moved to the New York Southern District, in in, in this case and others. Uh, But when you listen to people... Uh, this is this is the proof uh, of 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 collusion of 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 Russian interference. Uh, you've got uh, Senator Hirono of Hawaii who refuses now to meet with Supreme Court Justice nominee Brett well, Kavanaugh because President Trump is an unindicted co-conspirator over allegations from a former lawyer who was facing a myriad of charges and massive jail time and cop to plea. Um, is there anything to be taken from Cohen's plea that we should be looking at seriously? No, it's all a lie. It's all a scam. It's all a charade. It's all the kabuki dance. Here's what it comes down to: Can they find thirty-four, or or can they find uh, enough Republicans to get over sixty-seven to convict in the Senate? That's it, or to to remove in the Senate, because the Democrats, if they win the House, will impeach him. So, can they find enough uh, soft Republicans, the Ben Sasses, the Bob Corkers, the rest of these dirtbags? Can they find enough to toss out uh, the president? And I don't think they'll be able to. Talking with Kurt Schlichter, uh, lawyer, author, columnist, uh, the latest book, Militant Normals, How Regular Americans Are Rebelling Against the Elite to Reclaim Our Democracy. You can get that at Amazon.com. You can place your order right now and make that happen. Uh, On the Manafort side of things, I have been asking the question I think nobody else has been asking, which is, how many convictions does Mueller need to have success? He got eight out of 18. Well, the way I look at it, outsider looking in, that's not success. You know, it, it just shows that he was overcharging. It just shows that, uh, you know, th- this is what these guys do. They charge every conceivable thing uh, to try and put pressure on people. We need a massive, well, I mean, we need reform at the at the foundation of our society. We need to... Uh, basically toss out our corrupt, ineffectual, incompetent elite, which, of course, I wrote a book about, Militant Normals, available October 2nd. Go buy it at Amazon. But, Didn't um, I just say that? But, uh, you know, this is, this is what prosecutors do. They try and, they try and pressure people into singing. What? You know, Michael Cohen, Michael Cohen will say anything he needs to at any time to get what he needs at any moment. It's, it's Dershowitz, right? That's Dershowitz why, that's said why that— 
the the entire prosecution is built to make you sing and in many cases compose to create something that the prosecutor uh, wants. So here we are now, right? We 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 go into now this this midterm season because there's two ways to look at this: uh, the, the plea from Cohen and then the the conviction of Manafort. There's the legal and then there is the political. On the legal, uh, the Manafort case does nothing to President Trump. And on the legal, you have real questions about whether there are any campaign finance violations. And this whole idea of President Trump knew about the meeting between Donald Trump Jr. and the Russian lawyer Natalia Veselnitskaya. Uh, you still wouldn't have collusion out yeah, of that. Yeah, so what if he did? Exactly. That's what – now you explain it because William Jacobson, legal insurrection, asked the same exact question. Let's say yeah, that he so did. What he What's did? the big deal? Well, I, you know, he could say, yeah. I mean, you know, some uh, uh, people who were Russian – said, hey, I've got a whole bunch of dirt on Hillary. I, I, I asked for it. I should have had him put it in a dossier and get it through my law firm. But really, how is it different? It's not that – look, Tony, I, I, I don't like – I mean I feel like we're falling into a trap when we start discussing the facts of these things. And I'm a lawyer. I deal with facts and evidence. But in this case, it, it, it's all a scam. It's all a lie. It doesn't mean anything. There's a, no, nobody's acting in good faith here. This is just a political maneuver designed to overturn the election so that the establishment can get back in power and ensure that normal Americans like us never, ever have a chance to get uppity again. So this That's is now. what is happening. So this, this is, is the question. Dressing. This is a kabuki dance. It's a, it, it's a grift for the suckers. Don't fall for it. So here's the question, right? And this is what we've been discussing. There's a difference between the legal and the political. Yeah. I have made the determination that the political ramifications are going to last about a week. And where they really, and, and certainly if the president does a couple bad tweets, he can make it last another week. But where it really gets into is those people who are running for office, not, not the president himself, but those Republicans in tight races, Indiana, uh, North Dakota, Missouri, uh, Florida, because the question is, what do you think of President Trump and paying off uh, uh, the, the, the porn star? What do you think of these charges? And those answers, if not given with, with strength and conviction and not yeah. given with, with, with a bit of smart and a bit of street smart, uh, can come back to haunt. Politically, Here, where do you think answer. this goes? Here's the answer. I don't care what Donald Trump did 12 years ago. Uh, uh, with some uh, uh, woman he was making out with. I care about Molly Tibbetts being raped and murdered by an illegal alien that the Democrats allowed in and who the Democrats will continue to allow in. I care about Kate Steinle. I care about Jamil Shaw. That's what I care about. I care about your jobs. I care about unemployment being down. I care about uh, our, our, our companies having a fair chance at fair trade. I care about your families being safe and you being economically secure. That's what I care about. My opponent wants to spend the next two years impeaching the president to try and overturn the election. I want to spend the next two years continuing to make this country stronger, to make your family safer, to make your future more secure. Choose. There's your answer. You've been listening to the show. I appreciate that. I always appreciate that. His name is. So is Mike Braun going to pull this out? Uh, so that's Indiana you're asking about, uh, and yeah. uh, the, the, the answer is quite possibly. If you take a look at some of the latest polling, it will show you that Donnelly, the Democrat, is up plus 12. That's Trafalgar Group. I ain't buying for a second. Nobody else should. Um, I believe this <laughs> is a— Republican a, group. They're trying to get money. It's a very, very tight race. 
Um, uh, it's an interesting way to look at Trafalgar that they're just trying to, to, to raise a couple of bucks in, in, in this race. It's a tight race. It's going to be a tight race. And uh, you understand that Donnelly is going to be a yes vote on Kavanaugh. He doesn't have an option. He goes no vote, and he's going to lose a lot of people who are going to describe him as obstructionist in doing that. So he's going to be a yes vote for Kavanaugh, which is going to upset the liberal base because you can't vote for Kavanaugh because that's the end of civilization as we know it, Kurt. Well, yeah, boy, wait till wait till uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg uh, 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 leaves the bench, and Donald Trump gets the uh, next uh, appointment. Dude, do you actually, do you own a notorious uh, RBG trucker hat? Yeah, you're gonna need one of those. Yeah, right, right, right. With America was never so great. Ah, good on you. Good like on you. You're gonna, you have a full collection. Kurt the Schlichter. full collection of failure hats. Kurt Schlichter, Militant Normals is the book. How regular Americans are rebelling against the elite to reclaim our democracy. It's out uh, October 2nd. You can do the pre-order now over there at Amazon.com. You going to come out to uh, my fair city of Indianapolis for a book signing? I would love to. We should make that happen. Have your people call my people. Uh, you have people? means you call me. Okay. That's that's exactly what I thought. Full disclosure, Kurt Schlichter, also my lawyer. Uh, Kurt, always a pleasure, man. Hey, man. Good to talk to you. Absolutely. More to get to. I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz, so great to be with you. Facebook Tony Katz Radio. That is where you find... Uh, the, the, the page of everything going on, and of course, the podcast at tonycats.com. You got to get yourself over there. You got to be listening to the podcast and uh, enjoy every bit of it. I'm here for you. If you missed any part of my conversation with Kurt Schlichter, that is available over there uh, on the Facebook page. And uh, the podcast, of course, will be up uh, soon enough. I can't do I can't talk anymore about the nonsense of of uh Michael Cohen and Paul Manafort. It's done and it's finished and and I'm moving on. I will tell the story of Paul Welch. Paul Welch is your just average American. That's who he is. He's just a guy living his life in Portland. That's Oregon uh by the way. You know I'm going to need a I'm going to need some yeah. And Paul Welch, he wanted everyone to know where he stood politically. So he grabbed an American flag. And he headed down to the streets of of, of Portland to be with like-thinking demonstrators. Soon, he was surrounded, surrounded by the Antifa protesters dressed in black. And the Antifa protesters demanded, demanded that Paul Welch drop the American flag. They called it a symbol of fascism. Welch refused. He stood strong and tall. I'm holding on to the American flag. A tug of war ensued. A tug of war ensued that led to punches and kicks. And eventually, Paul Welch took a club to the back of the head which dropped him to the ground, lying in his own blood. We've seen the story time and time again where Americans 
who want to be able to stand up for the United States are attacked by the real fascists, Antifa. Except uh, he, this guy, he wasn't, um, he, he, he was in favor of Antifa. Paul Welch is not a conservative activist. Paul Welch is a progressive. He turned out, he showed up to oppose a right-wing rally that was being held. He wanted to show that these guys in the right wing didn't represent America. Guys like him did. And that's why he brought the American flag. But Antifa, these anti-fascists, so hate America, they saw him with a flag and determined he had to be on the political right that they kicked his ass. They beat him until he bled. Tell me more about how these are the good, decent people. Antifa is always violent. They are fascists. They are evil, terrible, awful people. You got to stand up to these thugs, and they are thugs. Of course they are. They don't, they don't believe in, in justice. They don't believe in, in the law. Not, not for a second. They don't believe in anything like it. What they believe in, you doing exactly what they tell you to do, or you getting destroyed. Very little difference between them and ISIS in that way. They believe their ideology is the only ideology, and you will either comply or else. Oh, they, let me tell you, they, they do uh, love somebody who complies. They're all oh, just overjoyed by that idea. I used to have that sound. I don't even know where it is anymore. I don't even know where it is anymore. I've got so much stuff now that I want to get to. I wasn't able to get to. Um, And then there's this. Lanny Davis appeared on uh, Megyn Kelly's show. In in case you didn't know, Megyn Kelly still does a show. Right? You know? I haven't seen it. I've often thought of helping Megyn Kelly with her show. Right, because it, it listen, it's it's still prime time, and and maybe it'll give me a chance to have my own show on 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 NBC. Right, that's where it that's that's my my thinking. So listen, this is Lanny Davis. He is the lawyer for Michael Cohen, and he's on. I know I wasn't going to talk about Michael Cohen, but he's on her show. And listen. Michael Cohen has committed to telling the truth to whoever wants him to tell the truth. Beyond that, I'll have to leave that to Mr. Petrillo, his criminal uh, defense lawyer. But could I just take one opportunity to remind everyone that Michael Cohen has suffered a tragic and difficult experience with his family. He's without resources, and we've set up a website called michaelcohentruth.com that we're hoping that he will get some help from the American people so he can continue to tell the truth. The the audience, they they don't know if you're ready to donate, Lanny, but... They laughed him out of the room. Michael, hold on, I haven't even been to the site. There's there's a website called Michael Cohen Truth. Hold on, michaelcohentruth.com. Is this like a, is this a, is this a GoFundMe? Oh, it is. Oh, no, whoa, whoa. Wait a second. Wait, what? It's Michael Cohen Truth, he said, right? MichaelCohenTruth.com. Do you know what happens when you type in MichaelCohenTruth.com? It goes to DonaldJTrump.com. It does, too. Go to it. Wait a second. I want to make sure I heard this right. No. 
Who did this? This is brilliant. MichaelCohenTruth.com goes to DonaldJTrump.com. Holy cow. Who did this? This is brilliant. That is absolutely amazing. Amazing. Hold on. He's talking about the reaction from the audience. We appreciate you coming on. I I would say the reaction of your audience may be that they're not as interested in getting the truth out about Donald Trump as uh, many other people in the country. Approximately 60% of the country would not have the reaction of your audience. Okay. He's raised $70,000, according to Megyn Kelly. 70 grand. Given to Michael Cohen? The guy's guy's got major dollars. What are we talking about here? What, what, you know what? I'm starting to go fund me. I have to start to go fund me. It's why work? Working is so stupid. You just have a go fund me and people give you money and then you buy snacks. Holy moly. That is incredible. Incredible. Tomorrow, everyone. Take care.